My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today I am here with Victoria Hama. She is a personal trainer, massage therapist, hypnotherapist, and wellness coach up in Ontario, Canada. Uh, today we're going to talk about the importance of healing yourself in order to heal others. And as you know, that's a big theme in my story and what I teach. And it's it's so important to first almost like be your own first client or your own first um, you know, healing example, because when you have your own story to go with and you, you understand what you're doing for others, you do it from the heart and the spirit a lot more than, than you would, if you're just doing it from your head or trying to heal the world around you instead of doing the inner work. So Victoria understands all about that. We're going to talk about what she does for people and, and how she came to, to do this work in the world. And so let's welcome her now. Welcome Victoria. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you. So why don't you tell us about the work that you do? You have a lot of different tools in your toolbox, but I understand it goes all together in, into wellness coaching for a lot of people that you serve. So how did you get started and, and what is it that you, you really aim to do for your clients? So I kind of started with personal training and massage therapy because they go easily hand in hand. And when I first started that journey, I was hugely like science textbook research based. And like, I don't want to say I was closed off to other things, but I was very much show me the proof kind of person. And then as I started that journey, I realized, oh my gosh, there's way more to the human body and our health than we're really addressing with just our physical stuff. And that's what kind of dove me into the hypnotherapy piece, because I felt like it was just this connecting piece of the mind and body that we weren't really addressing as well with those other modalities. And I wanted to help my clients better in that way, because I recognized there were still some roadblocks to them feeling better physically and obviously mentally as well. And so that's where hypnotherapy came. And then of course, in learning all of that and kind of bringing it together, I realized you can just apply all of these principles to so many things in general wellness. And I mean, my own personal journey, trying to get healthier mentally and physically, I recognize how many other people were struggling to find good education. So a big piece of what I do and what I'm passionate about is really helping people understand their body physically, mentally, and emotionally. I love that. That's beautiful. And you had mentioned that you had kind of recognize that you had intuitive gifts and spiritual gifts. And that when you started to really open up to that with this work, it really changed your whole world. And it's been something that helps you change the world of others. So can you tell us a little bit more about that process and what that was like for you? So it's really interesting because when I was young, um, I always had this passion to help people. 
And I would actually like, I was so empathetic in what was happening with them that I actually had a couple of times in my younger childhood where when I was trying to help somebody through something pretty intense, I, after it was over, I passed out. Like I just fainted and I just assumed I stood up too quickly, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And I remember when I started doing massage therapy, I had a lot of clients ask me if I did Reiki or if I was a healer. And I was like, I know, I don't know. Like I just (laughs) do massage. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And that was when I started to really realize that when I'm, when I'm doing treatments hands-on, I noticed that like, I couldn't always explain why I was going to an area or what I wanted to focus on in the typical textbook way. It was just this intuition. This piece inside of me that was like, I feel like I need to work on this. And I would ask questions like, that's a weird question. Like, why would you ask that? And I'm like, I just feel like it's relevant to what's going on. And so that really is what started me recognizing that this piece of intuition I've had for a long time, I hadn't been listening to, and it really needed it was the reason I became more successful so much quicker was because I finally stopped fighting. And I was just like, if I feel a little crazy, who cares? You know, it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's how it feels. I think for a lot of people that are, are awakening to that innate intuition, that's there all the time, that voice of our spirit, right? It's, it just, it's always there. It just depends on whether we hear it or not, or how loud it is in our lives. And it sounds like as you started doing work in service to the well-being of others, it just naturally started to show itself. And so, mm-hmm. you know, people reflected that back to you. And, and I know that was true of me as an intuitive when I started giving readings. And I, you know, even before I started offering it to people, people were like, wow, you know stuff. It's amazing. You have this gift. You have this gift. And I'm like, really? I do. <laughs> and it was like, who am I to have something like that? And, and so then using it to help others, but yet forgetting to use it for myself. So, uh, did you find that to be true for yourself? Like it came out, you were more comfortable serving others with it rather than listening to it for yourself. And how did that kind of show up for you either back then and, or now? Yeah. You know what? I still struggle with that duality, right. Of the logical versus, I guess we'll say intuitive or emotional. I, however, people kind of, um, feel connected to it. But I still struggle with that because I'm still very, like, I do like to understand things and the why. And I recognize now that there's not always a understandable why, and maybe it's just yet we don't have the understandable why, but I do struggle with that because when I'm trying to make a decision about something, you know, I'll get excited and I have these feelings about it, but then I still have to do the, okay, but let's do the list and let's write it down. And because (laughs) I feel like we are like that, the idea of yin and yang, right? Like we need both sides. So I don't think that it's helpful to only rely on one side. Mm -hmm. And I think anybody listening has probably experienced one time or another where you purely went on intuition and no other, you know, you kind of ignored anything else, or you purely went on statistical fact, hard logic, and you felt like you missed out a bit. So I do think that, you know, I still struggle to find the balance, but that's what I've been working towards. Yeah. I love that. And it is very important. And I, I definitely, I give my, my spiel a whole lot because it's what I'm all about is teaching people to listen to their intuition and knowing the difference between the intellectual mind 
the instinctual mind and then the spiritual mind, which would be that intuition and, and never wanting to disparage the intellect, because I certainly have my, my own, <laughs> my own intellectual stuff going on. And it was, I think that that was one of the biggest challenges to trusting my intuition because I want, I had the wise. Even back mm-hmm. when I was, I was raised in church. I was like, why, 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 mm-hmm. you know, it got in the way of my faith. It got in the way of, of all kinds of things, but you're absolutely right. When it comes to using your intuition in the real world, we do have to have some kind of structure to that. And it's, it's, I think knowing what the options are and then feeling into the right one for us, or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of having exactly that masculine feminine balance. Cause it is, mm-hmm. it is also that. So mm-hmm. how do you do that in, in the work that you do? Um, you did mention balancing spirituality and, and science in, in how you, how you approach your wellness work. So mm-hmm. how does that show up for you as a healer? I'll just go ahead so, and call you a healer if that's okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because I would say my clientele have been the people who are stuck in the science and they need to be brought out of it a little bit in order to get the healing they want. So I always start with, well, this is what the research says. And I connect some of the physiological dots for them Mm -hmm. so that they can realize, like, I'm not saying this out of this woohoo craziness. Like it is rooted in information, but there's, there's this connection that we sometimes don't recognize. So I really sometimes have to bring it back to like, I like to use the example of mind and body are connected. Everything you think has a physiological reaction. So I use the example of anxiety. When you feel anxious or stressed, even your heart rate goes up. That's a physiological response to a feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's an easy one that we can measure, but it sets the basis of how many other ways is this happening or times it's happening in our body that we're not recognizing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I find once I can kind of set the groundwork there, then they can kind of, we can branch off and explain a little bit more about like, what is intuition? Like, why do you have these feelings? You know, why is your body responding like this? Why, why do we need to look at that piece in order to help something that you thought was a purely physical issue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that, that's something that, you know, cause I do some, some Reiki and some intuitive healing work in, in my office. And also through sound therapy as well. And, you know, as, as I've walked this path as an intuitive, I kind of can explain what I'm doing kind of <laughs> it's more, you know, the magic is still there. Like, I can't really totally tell you how I know the things I know, but you know, it's there and it's helpful. So there we go. But with healing work, I always did have that intellectual side going, but what are really doing as, you know, energy there, you know, therapists, energy healers, energy workers, what are we really doing? And I, and I love the, the conversations about the nervous system and the physiological reactions of just micro reactions of things, because that's really what we're doing. We all respond to each other. If someone walks in a room and they're really stressed and angry, you're going to feel a little stressed and angry. If your practitioner is able to calm themselves to a point of bringing you into that calm space or creating that it's going to give you that rest that maybe you can't find anywhere else in, in the world out there. So even if it's just that and allowing the body's healing to do its thing, you know, that's, that, that's essentially what energy healing is, is holding space. Cause I know I've had massages from people that seem stressed out or they just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, I came in here yeah. to relax. Can you hush, yeah. please? I want to yes. talk to you right now. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's a big part of the difference. So that's a really good point. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and just to comment on that, even if somebody really doesn't want to believe something is happening, I always remind them that the placebo effect, even if truly what we're doing is nothing, if you believe it's something studies have shown you will get better. Mm-hmm. So we have yeah. this innate ability to heal ourselves that we do not tap into and we do not utilize. Mm-hmm. And so if you really, you know, a lot of the things I do, I always call them low risk, high reward treatments, worst case scenario, nothing happens. Maybe you just pretend to be slightly positive, more positive, whatever it could look like, but that's worst case, best case scenario is things dramatically change. So what's the harm in trying, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And so something that, you know, speaking to that, um, something that you mentioned um, in our kind of pre-talk before we came and in your application to come on the show is you mentioned that um, you have found success uh, really looking at your path as progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that you apply that to your clients as well. So can you speak to that a little bit in terms of how you find that satisfaction and getting a little bit better every day or, or managing things as you go along, but never you know, never seeking to attain like the state of perfect health or perfect, you know, stress-free living or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And especially, I mean, the people I work with, like focusing on managing stress is a huge piece of our health and wellness, but with the way life it is, is it's so challenging to think that you're going to be able to manage everything all the time. Like even just putting that expectation on yourself is a form of perfectionism, right? Mm -hmm. Perfectionism is a lot about expectations and you know, I grew up being that overachiever, that really high performer, because I definitely felt like part of my worth was, uh, you know, acclimated and it was, it was the same as what I was doing. So if I wasn't doing something or if I wasn't always busy or if I wasn't always productive or I wasn't doing things well, then I don't have value. And it took me a long time to recognize that and see that pattern. And yes, being overachievers healthy. Sometimes, you know, it's good to push yourself. It's good to challenge yourself. It's good to reach for high goals, but I mean, there becomes a time where it starts to really harm you and it stops you from being able to move forward. And it's funny. Cause I just had this talk with a friend of mine and in trying to create even like online course content for our clients, sometimes we struggle because we want to make it perfect. So we'll record it like 16 times. We're wasting <laughs> all of this time. And you have to ask yourself at what point is it like, is the client even going to notice that you stuttered that one time? Like, what are you really spending the time on? Because if you had just recorded it, sent it out in the world, and then clients give you feedback and you could re-record it. And maybe you're missing something that you don't even know you're missing until you put it out in the world. And so I think that's where that progress over perfection is going to get you way further than the trying to perfect something ever will. Yeah, I agree very much so. Just about getting it done, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting the information out there. You know, mm-hmm. what's that, what's that phrase? I, I love it all the time. I, I think of it when I get into my own perfectionism, um, people will often forget what you said, um, forget what you did, but never forget how you made them feel, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And the work that we do is, is, you know, what, what did we leave transformed in someone and not necessarily, did we did we give them a good show <laughs> or was it exactly, did it look highly produced in Hollywood? Like, no, not, it doesn't, that's not necessary. It's the authenticity <laughs> yeah. and, and the value of the, of the offering. I think that makes a big mm-hmm. difference. And so, so now to get a little personal, um, being someone who is so, um, obviously dedicated to helping others, you even shared before the show, if you don't mind me sharing that you work with an addiction treatment center to, to offer your services 
in that realm, which is sort of new, um, I think everywhere, not just Ontario, um, and doing hypnotherapy and, and, uh, you know, helping them get in touch with their body, mind, body, and spirit. So with, with all that you do, how do you find, um, the process of creating and enforcing healthy boundaries in your personal life, maybe sometimes in your professional life, how does that show up for you and what's been the most challenging for you recently? So it is an ongoing battle. Um, and it is an ongoing battle because I love what I do. So it doesn't always feel like work. Um, for me, I'm focusing on creating healthy boundaries. So one thing I did for myself is I have a work cell phone because I recognize that I am not good enough to not use my phone and respond to a quick email, quick text, whatever it is that a client needs at, you know, 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday. I can't do it. I see the message and I'm like, I just, I, I, let's just get to it all instead of dealing with it later. But the problem was that's not healthy. Then I was working all the time. I'm not giving my attention to my partner, to my animals, to doing other things in life that I also enjoy just because I enjoy doing this. This is not all of who I am. It's not all of what I do. It's just a piece of what I do that I'm passionate about. But if all I do is focus my energy on that, I'm not going to have anything else left. So I, for starters, I got a work phone and my work phone is only used during work hours and then it goes away. And I actually make sure that the ringer is off. So I can't hear if it goes off when it's any other hours. So that was one boundary I had to put in place for myself. And the other thing I'm really working on is saying no, which is really hard, especially as a healer, you want to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And the reality is a, you can't, you're not going to be everything for everyone. So that was just a realization I really had to come to early and you can't help people who can't, who don't want to be helped. So I also had to limit when I had people coming to me who weren't really ready and who weren't going to put in the effort and energy it takes to get to the level they wanted to get to. I had to say, I can't be that person for you anymore. Let's take a break. Mm. So those were a few of the boundaries I had to enforce. And at first it was really hard because you feel like a bad person. You feel guilty. You feel all the things because it's, you're not taught at a young age, what healthy boundaries really look like. And you don't recognize that healthy boundaries aren't about a punishment to somebody. It's about honoring yourself and your own energy and abilities. And if you don't do that, you'll have nothing left. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's true. Cause yeah, you start to, it starts to chip away at your sense of identity you know, if you're always appeasing others. And I think, you know, as you know, uh, a lot of uh, my clients and a lot of the listeners of the show, uh, that's what they're working on is like, they know that they give in, they know that they, you know, put themselves aside too much, but how do we stop? And, and it's absolutely true. It's just realizing there's, there's where intellect can really serve us. Like, Hey, let's look at this pattern. It's always been the same. If we don't change what we do, it will stay the same. So however you do that is what your intuition tells you to do, but it's important to notice it. And that's, that's beautiful. So I drew a few cards for you to, to help out with this current challenge for you. And I see some really interesting things, actually. Um, you know, there's your purpose is changing actually. I mean, maybe you're already aware of it, but, um, I got, I got the card that symbolizes purpose. And then I got a huge transformation. Um, it is, reverse. So I don't know if you're keeping it under wraps right now, or if it's just like, you're not really sure how it's changing, but you're definitely, you know, in the next year or two, there's some big changes taking place. 
And, and so you're nodding <laughs> and we won't have the video up. So can you share a little bit about what comes up for you when I say that? Yes. So I actually do have, um, one bigger thing in the works that is not fully public yet. Mm -hmm. So that is correct. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and it's interesting because I have recognized actually that my purpose is changing a little bit. And it's going less and less from the individual in person and more and more to the larger education piece, because I just realized I can only help so many people if I do one-on-one -on -one all the time. Mm -hmm. And I have all of, you know, you just want to continue to help people. So it has been a shift to try and figure out, you know, where can I be the most effective and how can I help people the most while still giving that care that I feel is important. Absolutely. Yep. I was seeing that. And I was actually going to, before you said that you didn't mention your courses before, but it's, it does feel more broad. It's not just local, it's broad and more that you're, you would be the face and the teacher that would help people then do things at home or, or get the care that they need from other practitioners, a little bit of everything. I feel like there's a, you know, your kind of guidance is even more powerful sometimes than the, like what you said, what you can do one-on-one. -on -one. It's like people will get more out of that and go transform at home or go heal at home. So it feels really good. Um, that's definitely going on for you. And what you're coming out of is um, kind of shedding those, those tendencies to give too much away so that you then could move into this bigger, broader vision that has been there for some time, maybe even mm -hmm. from the very beginning, but the challenge here, and maybe, you know, winter time is a wonderful, wonderful is a strong word, a good time to go through something like this, where you're grieving the past a little bit, uh, letting go, feeling a little sad. Like, I really love that, but I've got to, if I can't move into this next step, I've got to, uh, unless I let that go. So really staying in between that magical feeling of this newness coming in and that grief, um, you know, giving yourself time for both is going to be really important in the next, mm. uh, six months or so. Mm -hmm. uh, does that make sense? Yes. Well, and it's interesting because what I thought recently, I was reflecting on things in the past and I've always kind of had this educator teacher mentor piece in my life that I never wanted to embrace. My mom is a teacher. I did not want to be a teacher, but I was always growing up in school. I was always helping tutor kids or helping with this. I coached sports. Like I did actually really enjoy that stuff. And I kind of stepped away from it entirely for quite a long time. And it's just finding me again. And it's really been loud in my face about, no, this is what you need to be doing. Like this is a, what you enjoy doing. This is what you're good at. And you need to start to focus on it. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Because, you know, the biggest challenge for you to get ready for this is to set your intentions and find balance between not only the past and what's coming up in the future, but your just general balance in your life and to, mm -hmm. to seek that above all else. Um, and that includes compensating. Am I compensated for my time correctly? Am I, you know, also like allowing yourself to feel that next level of wisdom, like honor that you've gotten there because some, some people will stay in like, I won't say a lower level, but just like they'll stay in their old persona because they're not sure if they're allowed to step into that, that more, uh, spiritually mature, that more experienced authoritarian voice. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for you, 
like going ahead and say, yep, I know, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. And I may, you know, I don't know if it's, it's your age or your experience, uh, your time in doing what you're doing, but none of that really matters because you do it from an intuitive place and you do speak very, very wonderful truths. And you've had that reflected back at you. So anytime you doubt your path, make sure that you're continually reinforcing yourself with that. Like, nope, this has been the vision and this is where I'm going. And all I need to do is speak. Here's what I do. And here's what I help you with. And then it comes like, it's just automatic for you. You could do it in your sleep. <laughs> no, I appreciate that because I see, you know, I've definitely had the flare ups of imposter syndrome yes, every once in a while. It. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. It is, it is challenging. And, and I have had it actually for many years. Cause I started, you know, I, before I did this, I actually managed salons and spas and I started very young. So for years I had to prove that I was capable just because of my age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So it, it, I've, it is, it is coming up again and resurfacing, but it is something that I've become more aware of. Um, the, you know, narrative that is my old narrative and the narrative I'm choosing now. Good. I love that. I love that because the, the biggest uh, challenge for you in terms of fear that may come up is the uncertainty around kind of how this is going to look, but Mm. the more you let your creative self go wild, um, mm-hmm. the more you're going to step into that and staying in your heart's going to be very important too. And there's, there's really no chance that you won't, but there may be some of that going on like, oh, well, I can't really be there for people. And is that okay? Mm-hmm. And the healer in you might go, oh, mm-hmm. is that going to be enough? Mm-hmm. And as long as you stay in your heart with everything you offer and in, and authentically each day, then there you go, you're staying in your heart. So whatever you're doing, it is helping at a, at a bigger scale, you know, that word scale comes up. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, so never fear. Don't be afraid. Um, in terms of who you're going to be on the other side, it's just you 2.0 or 3.0 or whatever. Um, <laughs> but the, the biggest challenge here is to, there is a divine timing aspect to this. Mm. So you may be taken on some detours. Um, And it just feels important that if it is a detour that you, if it feels like a detour, it's because you have certain things you need to learn. So it might, Mm -hmm. you know, if you take a course or work, work with someone to help you get to this next level, it may be like, oh, well, I didn't get there, but think, just remember all that you got from that time. And, um, remember you're collecting your tools to then implement it at the next step. And Mm -hmm. Um, there is this year, this next year is going to be a time of seeing like confronting ways that you don't shine your light. And there is some mm. negative self-talk there. Maybe it's again, the, the, the youthfulness, there might be some stuff from childhood. Um, and it there's always like, stuff from childhood, always stuff from childhood, <laughs> but peer oriented doesn't feel like family as much as like school and peer mm. groups and things mm-hmm. like feeling like you don't have the right to stand up and say what you need, what, what you have to offer. Um, mm-hmm. but working through some of that, whether it was bullying or just feeling less than, um, that's going to be really a big part of the next year and quieting the mind to keep, keep a track of your purpose with that heart center. So that's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest challenge that I see, but you're, you're on your way to some really cool stuff. Thank you. I, f- I feel like it is, it's a new beginning for a lot of things. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm Good. excited. Good. Well, I'm excited to see. And so for, for people, and do you work online currently, or is it just locally in Ontario? 
No, I do some virtual as well. I have a, a clients kind of all over North America right now. Um, so I have online booking for coaching or hypnosis. Um, a lot of people don't realize that hypnotherapy is very doable online uh, through some people do it over the phone. I do it through zoom, but yeah, it doesn't actually affect your ability to do hypnotherapy, which is always cool to know. Yes, that is cool to know. Yeah. I do a, a little bit of NLP. So I found it mm-hmm. never knew. I'm like, can I do it by phone? Can I do it by zoom? Yep. You sure can. It's all about mm-hmm. the, the moment and what we're, what we're talking about. So that is awesome. So everyone out there, um, if you are interested in learning more about Victoria, um, Victoria, let them know where you, uh, can be found. For sure. So feel free to follow me on social media at V I K K A H. That is V I K K A H. And you can find, I post some videos and a few interesting things to note and things I'm learning and things that I just find amazing to share. And then you can also go to my website, www.victoriahama.com. And you can see all my links to other interviews and podcasts and information and more education always. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your light today. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.